Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. How you doing, Daniel? Good. Did you pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl? I can't remember what we said in our episode. No, I think I said I like the Bengals. Um, and I kind of like the Bills. That didn't go great. Yeah, and I think I like the Bengals and the 49ers. So, um, Guess who knows football? <laughs> yeah, you were the big <laughs> Eagles guy. So are you, you're still holding true with them? And, and I'm still holding true. I know nothing about... Um, Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. Um, aside from last year's fantasy football, not this past season, but the previous season, I had one of their players on my team, and he you had Kelsey, right? It. Yes, yeah, crushed yeah, yeah. it for me. Okay. Uh, this year, I had a wide receiver on my team uh, who did like very little to nothing for me. Mm. But then I w- actually watched the game the other oh, night, yeah. Valdez Scantlin, and he actually <laughs> managed to do everything. Yeah, he like when it didn't matter for yeah, me. He did. He did a lot in that game. So he's dead to me. <laughs> no more draft. Can't perform You're during, done. during the you actual You hold a grudge for the fantasy, fantasy. football. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to remain agnostic next year on anything, unless they're Eagles, and then I'm just going to be like, all in on the Eagles. <laughs> going to draft the entire Eagles team. Well, it's going to be interesting how uh, the Super Bowl goes. I've, obviously, after this episode comes out, the Super Bowl will be over. Will it? Um, I didn't know the timeline, yeah. Do you, do you watch, like... Do you and the kids and the wife watch the Super Bowl? Do you no. watch the commercials? No. I haven't watched the Super Bowl in, like, a long time. The first 90 years or so, they go by pretty fast. <laughs> well, they do. They go fast. Really? Okay. Yeah, most of the time, I don't even know when the Super Bowl's on. But you were texting me during the, the championship games, and you were... T- you were I watched that, yeah. Games. The wife was out of town, and I had the yeah. kids, and so um, they like putting sports on because it's an excuse for them to watch TV. And then you built an epic pillow fort, we is what I heard. We built a huge fort, uh, <laughs> overtook the entire living room, uh, which was supposed to come down the next day. And then it, the kids were like, hey, we want to save this so mama can see it, which is just code for we don't want to clean up yet. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't want to clean up either. So we uh, left it till she came home. So for three days, we didn't have a living room. No problem. To sit you had home. a pillow no fort. Problem. Why do you yeah. need a living we room? We ate dinner inside the fort. <laughs> Read stories inside the fort. We, we lived great. it up. And That's then mom, great. Dad mama got That's home. Awesome. And like a couple hours later, was, she was like down. It was cleaned up. No, she, was, down. she enjoyed it. She's like, this is really cool. Okay, let's clean She wanted the living room back, which yeah. is fair. I enjoyed having it back. Well, good. Good. All right. Well, let's get to our question today. We have a question from Joshua. Joshua, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, fellas. This is Joshua from Kansas. In 2020, my wife and I bought our first house right before the housing prices skyrocketed. Now we're currently in the process of selling that house, and we're looking to net about $95,000, which sounds pretty crazy. We know a lot of that money will go towards our next down payment, but I would love your guys' advice on what to do with that extra money we'll have. I will have about $60,000 of student debt uh, from physical therapy school and $15,000 on a car loan. My wife and I have two kids and hoping for several more. We currently don't have any education uh, funds started for them, and we also don't have any uh, money in the stock market right now. But if it's something that we should do, we would love your advice on that. 
I also would love to open my own physical therapy practice uh, further down the road, let's say five years from now. Our money's in your hands now, so tell us how to use it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. He's from Kansas. There you go. Do you think he roots for oh, Kansas City? Is Kansas, are the Chiefs in Missouri or Kansas? I mean, I would imagine they're probably in Missouri. But I think you would still, I mean, there's not much in Kansas. Like, you'd probably still cheer for the Chiefs. Unless you're on the other side of Kansas and then maybe Denver. Uh, yeah. I don't know where people's loyalties lie. There you go. I've never lived in Kansas. I'm struggling with an ethical crisis. So, okay, but this is no an idea. interesting question. This is a very interesting question. Because so. there's a lot going on here. Joshua's got a lot of goals, and he's got a lot of things that he may be associating maybe that 95,000 or so with 90,000, whatever he said. Um, yeah, huge goals, but didn't prioritize them, at least in our message. Okay, our message so, so, so summarize, summarize what Joshua's talking about. Summarize what... If you were doing a financial plan for this person, what you would be looking for, what questions you would ask, um, because we can't necessarily give personal advice because we don't know the whole story, I don't think. So we yeah. can't give personal advice anyway. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> we don't give personal advice. We give general, uh, general information and education, and then you distill it down to how it personalizes to you. But uh, it sounds like they uh, benefited significantly from the recent run up in, in real estate. Obviously, yeah. it has as significant equity in their house. We don't know the price of the house that they're selling uh, and what it is they're looking to purchase. We can obviously do some backward math with how much houses have gone up mm-hmm. and sort of get that. But what, the biggest thing is we don't know the next house they're going to purchase. And I think it was said that they will need some of that, but maybe not all of it. Mm-hmm. So if we were sitting down doing a plan, we would really define all of that and actually get down to crunching the numbers and, and figuring out, well, how much is needed for a future purchase, how much is not, what's available for ancillary goals, and so forth. Uh, it may be more or maybe significantly less than you think once you factor in down payment, moving costs, all of that. So that's something to consider. And then uh, it's there was like multiple goals then in there. There was you know debt and family and uh, future spending and education and, and stuff like that mixed in. And I think the important part when it comes down to any type of planning is you you really have to sort of quantify and and then prioritize goals and then acknowledge competing goals. So if you're trying to save in one area but you have debt to pay down in another area, that's a competing goal. Doesn't mean that either goal is necessarily wrong or right, but you you kind of want to work through the competitive nature of those goals, meaning that you're not going to be able to save as quickly or as much as you want as long as you're paying debt. Right. And if you continue to put money into savings as opposed to paying off debt quicker, then the debt is going to be paid off over a longer period of time, which is going to reduce the amount that you have available on a monthly basis to save, and you're paying interest on that debt and getting a return over here on savings, and those are conflicting with one another. So you kind of have to lay all those out at some point and figure out, okay, between logic and math and you know those are the quantitative side of things right and then the qualitative what you desire your life to look like and what's important to you which goals come first yeah and obviously if you follow sort of the diy money steps paying off debt is an important one because it frees you up for decision making in the future once you kind of have that anchor off of you right um but that's not you know that's what we think you should do Mm -hmm. um generally speaking 
But everybody has their own situation. There might be debt that you don't pay off as quickly, things like mortgages. Uh, Some people will even take out debt, like a student loan or something, to go to school to then create income and things like that. So there's no one-size-fits-all, and that's why you have to personalize it to your life. But generally speaking, if you follow the general steps, right, you're going to have an emergency fund, you're going to pay off debt, you're going to save aggressively, you're going to do all that. So it sounds like, in this instance... Probably, depending on the interest rates and depending upon their future goals and everything else they aspire to do, that you know debt payoff should be some level of a priority somewhere along the line before getting ambitious about you know potentially other grand yeah, I ideas. Mean, I, I agree one hundred percent. I think you have to start tackling this debt before you start investing or start putting this money into the stock market. Because the debt was what. Edu- uh, education. Yeah, there's education debt and car loan. And car loans. Outside of then getting another mortgage mm-hmm. uh, on, on another house. Now, the mortgage, it's probably okay. Uh, you might be paying a, a pretty high percentage on that mortgage now. Um, but the car loan and the education loan, those could be varying a lot. Of, it, the interest rates could be varying on them a lot, and there could be some complications with it. Is How much of your post-education is federal? Does that now, if post undergrad is not frozen or is frozen still post, so if you yeah, if you was doing PT school undergrad. and you had student loans, would those be frozen too? I mean, if they're federal, they would be frozen. Yeah. Okay, so there could be some federal that's frozen there, or you could have some private loans that are not frozen that you have to pay interest on. So we do this all the time, and we haven't mentioned our sponsor yet of uh, Jewel Financial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Whenever we work with someone, we help them lay out goals. Now, a lot of the time when we work with someone, they may have little debt. They've already paid off some of their student loans or paid off car loans and stuff. Not all, but uh, a good majority of the people have followed the DIY money steps and now are in kind of the investment stage. But we lay out the priorities so we can see everything on what the priorities are and what the timeline is to lay out some realistic expectations. So if you're talking about, okay, should I pay off a car loan? Should I pay off the student loan? Should we put more down on our down deposit than maybe just the 20%? All of those goals have to be laid out. You have to run the numbers to see, okay, the car loan is 0% interest for the next three years. The student loan, we're paying 5% interest on. And if we get a mortgage, we're paying 7% interest on it. Laying out those goals, I think, is crucial to start evaluating and looking at, okay, what makes the most sense to start tackling first. But I agree with you 100%. I think in most cases, it makes sense to tackle that debt before you start investing and saving. Because essentially, if you owe someone money and you're investing on the other side, you are investing debt. Yeah, with that, yeah. Yeah, you're investing mm-hmm. with debt. You're taking so, out a loan to then turn around and invest. Exactly. Because you're prolonging the loan payoff. Exactly. So you're competing, again, like you said, with whatever rate of return you get. Say you did this exact strategy at the beginning of 2022, you're investing basically with debt over here, and that investment goes down. Now you're compounding your decrease. Um, so I think Joshua might be playing a dangerous game here with – saying all these different goals that are outlying and trying to attack all of them at once. I think he needs to lay out the priorities and tackle some at a, each at a time. And maybe this $90,000 helps him get out of a car debt, helps him get out of student loan debt, 
and they have to rent for a little while before they find their next house. I don't know. I, I don't know what the whole situation looks like, but that could be an option too. Yeah, good. I think once you have that amount for a down payment there, it's definitely tough to give that up because it takes a long time potentially to save that again. Though I do like you know the potential to be out of auto debt. And really, I think more people should strive to be out of auto debt and then never take out auto debt again. Like If you can get yourself out of having a car loan and then continue to make a payment into a savings account such that the cash is there in the future when you want to buy a car, then you buy it with cash, but then you continue making a payment and you just keep that cycle going so you never pay car interest, so many people would be so much happier in life. Well, you all are are kind of evaluating the goal of buying a house right now, but you've waited Mm -hmm. for a while. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Having that chunk of money and you're like, well, that can cover, you know, X percentage, but maybe the 20% down or whatever it is, what would you do if it was you were evaluating putting 20% down or 40% down on a house? I'm just making up numbers. 20% down or 40% down on a house versus maybe tackling another debt out there. The factors and variables that would go into it for me would be what's the cost of housing in your market versus the cost of renting? Are there rentals readily available for the phase of life you're in? You know, with, mm-hmm. Whether you have kids, don't have kids, things like that different rental markets very wildly. So, I mean, if they are in the country uh, side of Kansas rather than the city side of Kansas City, then there may not be rentals. You pretty much might have to buy a home to have a place to live near whatever you work at rurally, right? But if you're in or near the city, there might be single-family rentals like crazy, and you could rent for a while. Uh, So that, that factor would come into play for me. Generally speaking, if I was to purchase a house, personally, I probably wouldn't put more than 20% down Okay, unless I was putting 100% down because having extra equity is generally quasi-irrelevant. Now, when you go get a loan, certain amounts that you put down will structure the loan in a way that the interest rate might be slightly cheaper. Mm-hmm. So there's quantitative factors that go into it, but just... Just having an extra 5% equity in your house for most people is not going to do as much as having the extra liquidity there if you're disciplined and save that liquidity for you know home maintenance or paying, obviously, in this case, paying off other debt, yeah, things like that. So just having it, having extra. And if people go back and listen to our old episodes and we've talked about you know paying down a house sooner or something like that, you know, my consistent theme is why build up equity? in the house uh, by paying down the loan quicker, Mm -hmm. you know, on a small amount per month basis, because aside from a home equity loan or something like that, it's, you can't really tap that. It's just not doing anything for you. Right. The the price of the house is easily get to that. Either way. Yeah. And if an emergency happens to where you're out of a job, then you can't get a home equity loan because now you don't have income. So a lot of times that liquidity is better served you elsewhere or by creating more margin by eliminating other debt at this point. So, yeah, the twenty percent. Did I answer the actual actual question? Twenty percent. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, put to twenty percent down, and then you mm-hmm. can start using that extra liquidity to start tackling other debt. I think it makes sense versus locking it up into home equity because you're you're not going to do a hundred percent with what it sounds like the situation is. Uh, Joshua, I, I think to kind of wrap it up and, and to bring this to a close, I would just make sure you know what your priorities are and you really run the math and lay out the numbers of what you're looking at so that you know, okay, this portion is earmarked for a down payment on a house. 
we have this much money to deal with. Okay, now that we have this much money to deal with, what debt should we tackle first? And I would tackle the debt before I would tackle uh, start investing and, and stuff like that. I'd also be curious what they're doing between house and future purchase, if they're just renting or... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Or if... Out of curiosity. Yeah. Why don't you mind your own business? That's interesting. Or if they're l- currently putting it on the market and they're trying to move quickly. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other factors there too. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joshua. Uh, thank you for your question. Joshua sent a question into podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Um, we've gotten really good audio questions lately, so keep sending those in. Um, w- we have been uh, sending out those $25 Amazon gift cards. Make sure you check your spam folders because some of the $25 Amazon gift cards people have not been getting, but They can go into spam. They can go into other folders. So make sure you double-check that. All right, friends. The secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.